This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. Another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. God, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to share a word with your peoples ask you to anoint my lips that I speak nothing of myself, but all things be done to glorify your name. And Father, I ask you to bless me, God, that I might cause someone to hear it is high time for them to seek your will, your way in their lives. God, I thank you. I praise you. I ask you to allow me to decrease while you increase as I bring forth your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. And I bless that one, that one that discouraged today. God, there's something be said that may encourage their heart, that they go forth and be all that you have chose them to be. We thank you. We praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. A man and a man. I tell you what, believers, we thank God for you, you, and especially you. Yes, I do. Amen. We thank God for those uh, those that are critical and they want to talk. We thank God for those of you that call to encourage me. We would love to hear from more than just you few, but we thanking God. Now, I'm not complaining because the Lord have truly blessed. I can remember a time that I go on the radio and I don't hear no hear a nobody or nothing. Amen. But the Lord bless. He bless so that I can know that we do have a few of you all listening to the broadcast and we we just thank the Lord for that. And I'm thanking the Lord that I can help somebody. Because that's what it's all about, believers. It's not about uh, trying to get you saved. You can't get saved no way unless God prick your heart. I'm not going to tell you to repeat after Brother Ware because Brother Ware can't get you nowhere. I can only encourage you from the scriptures that you may go forth and be all that God 
have called you to be. Amen. That's what it's all about. You going forth and you reaping the benefits of being obedient to the Spirit of God. So many people uh, have made God be something that the Scripture doesn't say. Uh, I, w- I was talking to a friend, and she was saying that, you know, why is it that we go through all these arguments and this and that, and yet we're supposed to be serving God? And I said, well, it's said that I can remember doing those things as well. And I was doing it because the peoples before me did it. The denomination that I was affiliated with did it. So, in essence, we follow others while we think we're going and doing what God would have us to do. Uh, Plenty of times it wasn't about the Lord. It was about us. And we make it be about the Lord. We say it's about the Lord. Amen. But believers, you got to understand, one day we all must stand before God. And after we stand before God, we must give an account of the deeds done in our mortal bodies. And you know God has put certain things in your life so that you can be blessed, so that you can go forward and be all that he called and chose you to be. He put these things there. So you would be without an excuse. See, when a person say, and they die and they be lost, there is no way, I don't believe, okay? No way that if God done chose you and God done prick your heart that you can be lost. I I, I just don't believe it. He put things to cause you. Sometimes some of you had to go on a bed of affliction in order to cry out, look up to heaven, because you can't look down no more. You're laying on your bed, uh, and some people call it deathbed repentance. I I don't do that because I don't know whether that person really repented or not. But I do know that some of you, because you couldn't hear God, he allowed certain things to happen in your life so you can get in a position to say, wait a minute, I'm missing out on the Lord. I'm missing out on this. I'm missing out on that. And pretty soon you'll find yourself repenting and saying, you know what, Lord, please be merciful to me. I want to do what you had put in my heart to do. I was just hard-headed, so to speak. You might not say it like that, but that's what the bottom line is. But one uh, portion of Scripture caught my mind, caught my my mind, my study time, my everything. And the reason it caught it, because, you know, we sometimes try to justify ourselves in the Scripture. But then once we justify it, and if you be real, you are not able to justify yourself in the Scripture. But anyway... In, in uh, St. John, the 7th chapter, and around the 24th verse, it says, Judge not according to appearance, but judge a righteous judgment. 
Did you hear that? Maybe I should have uh, went back and, uh, you know, everybody holler uh, that read the scripture. They'll say, well, brother, well, you know, the first thing they'll tell you, you ain't got no business judging. Why would you judge? And, and the Bible don't say we shouldn't do that. We, well, uh, But the Bible really don't say that. The way you say, but Brother Wedding, I read over here in Matthew, and it told me not to judge. And I say, well, guess what? I'll read it for you. And then you can see that it really ain't saying what you said. He said, judge not, Matthew 7, uh, uh, 7 chapter says, judge not that ye be not judge for with the same judgment with the same judgment with the same judgment ye shall be judged and with the and what measure ye meet it shall be uh, measured unto you again so guess what it's saying now if I'm gonna judge you the bottom line I should be in the position to know that whatever I reap, uh, whatever I uh, sow, I'm sorry, I'm going to reap it too. In other words, if I'm going to judge you, better be careful, brother, because somebody going to do the same in the judgment for you. So now if you don't want nobody judging you, then you shouldn't judge. But then the Bible goes on to give us an understanding, believers. It says, Judge not according to appearances, but judge a righteous judge. Now, what is a righteous judge? A judgment that I'm putting up against the scriptures. See, you never, uh, in, in judging a righteous judge, you never tried to get uh, a lie to be the truth. You can't do that. And see, uh, Here's the problem that people does, okay, and we all as guilty of it. Just because somebody else passed a judgment on it, we grab hope to that, not knowing whether it be true or not. See, uh, when you judge of your body's believer and about the uh the things that was created and and issued to you the state of mind see here's the problem people tell people honey you better be careful and they misquote the scriptures what you mean they misquote the scripture brother well they in turn will say they in turn will quote uh romans uh the fourth chapter. Yes, I've heard them say that many ministers, and, and what it does, it, it, it causes you not to believe or get confused about what you believe. Now, let me, let me just go there. Uh, Romans, the fourth chapter, and around the 17th verse. It says, as it is written, I have made thee our father, who are we talking about? Abraham. Abraham. 
If we go back in the next verse, you'll see he's talking about Abraham. It says, as it is written, Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. And be, uh, listen now, he have made them a father of many nations before him. Whom, listen now, whom did believe even God. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, we take these peoples, when they pass this judgment, they take God out of it. Now, what you mean, brother, where they take God out of? They keep it still with Abraham. And you cannot keep it still uh, uh, with Abraham. But it say, hmm, God who judges. Now, Abraham don't judge. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. God whom uh, quickened the dead. Abraham don't quicken the dead, believers. He does not. Whom quickened the dead and called those things which are which he is uh, which are not as listen now as though they were. Now let me tell you something. A uh, group of these uh, so-called men's and women's of God, honey, it's about your faith. It's about what you can call. I've heard weak believers, and because they didn't have knowledge of the Scripture, oh, don't don't say that, because if you say that, Brother Well, oh, it'll come. No, you know it's power. Brother Well, you can't just do that. It's power in the tongue. The Bible said that I, I can't tell you where it's at. Well, i tell you where it's at, and I'll show you that you all have misinterpreted, not everybody, but a lot of you have been bewitched through the ministers of the, uh, of the faith, so-called faith, have bewitched the peoples by having you certain things you're scared to say, certain things you're scared to do. And in essence, because there's certain things you're scared to say and scared to do, I tell you, myself, what he's talking about. Now, the Bible says, and here's where they're getting it from, Proverbs 21, I'm sorry, Proverbs 18, 21. It says this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that, uh, listen, they that, uh, they that, Love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, wait a minute. Power in the, see that, brother, where I told you, power in, in, the, in the tongue. So I have to watch what I say. Well, let me ask you this. You might not have your mama uh, pass, but how about your grandmother that you love? If you had power and if your mama or if any preacher that you know had power to speak to them and say, look, I want you to live and not die. Listen, everybody must leave here. So now nobody want to speak to their parents and say, well, go ahead on and die. No, they want them to live. Now, when you want a person to live, 
then people make you feel guilty and say, well, they didn't make it because you just didn't have enough faith. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's not according to your faith. The Bible tells me uh, in the book of Hebrew, it is appointed. They had an appointment to keep. I don't care if they had to put them on a machine. I don't care if they had to hook them up in whatever. The machine would have kept uh, uh, putting breath in and pulling it out. But the truth of the matter is that machine could not keep them living. A whole lot of people's my friend, my brothers, my sister, is sad to say have died in these last few uh, couple of years. Amen. People's been dying uh, anyway for uh, our information, but we was able to put a label on them. And the label that we put on, they died with COVID. Now, some of them did die because they did that. They caught that. Uh, but a lot of them, it was an appointed uh, time for them to leave here. So if we had the authority to speak life and death, now, we don't you think we would have did that to our loved one? Don't you think you could have spoke all you want to? And nothing going to happen but death because of that point. I know people don't like to hear this because they they want you to give the lolly die message. But I must be real with you. You don't have that authority, brothers and sisters. God can't give you that authority. You say, but brother, where? I know somebody that was dead. And the preacher preached to him. And the preacher spoke to him. And they came back to life. Wow, that's a blessing. But I guarantee you, if you watch that person long enough, that person still gonna leave here. Amen. I don't care how many times you bring it from the dead. Jesus brought Lazarus and many others. Peter, Paul brought others. But guess what? They still left here. They still died. So if we could speak, don't you know we would keep speaking in and tell somebody else to be? Now, what that is, what they was uh, speaking was uh, found in the Bible as well. And you turn on over to Romans, the 10th chapter. I know we don't want these kind of mess, but I must tell you, I that's my uh, duty to tell you and pray that God open your understanding. Now, in Romans the ninth, uh, in Romans the tenth chapter. Now, here's your power of uh, speaking life or death. In it, because the Bible doesn't contradict itself. The Bible telling me all the way back over there in Ecclesiastic and all as well as in Proverbs. Okay. The dead don't know anything. When you die, believers, you don't know nothing. But only thing you doing is resting uh, in your sleep or waiting for the judgment, one or the other. Listen, when people go to a funeral and 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 and, and they go and they love one, don't you know that some people would say that I won't. Uh, the loved one to resurrect, okay? If that loved one resurrected, 
Will that little one be resurrected and, and give God the praise? Or will they give somebody else the praise? And if we would give other people's praise other than God, then we are bringing a reproach on the name of God. But let me go back to, like I said, the word that was speaking that bring life unto death or death, okay? It is found in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse. Now, listen to what this say, brothers and sisters, that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord and shall believe. Wait a minute. Let me read that again. Please forgive me. It said that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thy shall be saved. Did you get that? If you confess it, if you spoke it, if you believe it, listen, let's go on a little further. Tenth verse said, and and what uh, and um, for what the heart be- of a man believe unto I'm sorry. For with the heart a man believe unto righteousness and with the mouth and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Guess what? When I confess believers, uh, that was make me say. It ain't going and uh, being baptized a hundred times or one time. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's not. I know that we sometimes teach those things. I do. I, I've been in fellowship that taught them. And I know that we teach us this or that. But the truth of the matter is we're not even talking about what somebody else uh, teach. We're talking about what the Word of God says. See, salvation comes from uh, the Lord anyway. I don't care what church you're affiliated with, except that church not teaching about the blood of Christ and speaking about Christ. And, uh, and, and what I mean by that, when you find a church is not lifting up Christ, then you be bad. You be you need to back away from it. I'm not judging. I'm only saying what makes an individual saved. Now, see, it's a difference between uh, uh, having a bout face to uh, do certain things as the organization would have me to do. You see, I can be self-righteous in, uh, I would say, in Dummy Don situation. I can join Dummy Don Church. And Dummy Don will tell me, Brother Webb, you need to do this. You need to do that. And Dummy Don will tell me I need to come to the fellowship every tw- twice a week, come to Bible study, and listen to uh, what he's got to say. And and and, and after Bible study, uh, then on uh, Saturday or on a Sunday, I come to fellowship and hear him preaching about a 40-minute message or less, and then I go home and say, oh, I've been fed of the Lord, because why? I'm a part of Dummy Don Church. Believers, let me tell you something. That's why we go off uh, in, in error. 
That's why we believe in error. That's why we think that we can have this, we can do this, because somebody done told us to speak it. Yes, God will bless you if you give. I'll be the first to tell you that. If you give to whatever you give in it as unto the Lord, then God will bless you. But no, ma'am, no, sir, he will not bless you in the form of these people are telling you that if you give X amount of dollars, God's going to do this and do that. It doesn't work like that, believers. No, ma'am, no, sir, it doesn't work like that. What it does work on is when an individual surrender their sins and uh, and seek to live a holy and a dedicated life, then God will bless them according to that which they are able to stand. That's if they love God. That's if they don't repent of God. If you haven't repented of God, I'm sorry. It doesn't work. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't work. And the reason I say it doesn't work because the enemy would love for you to believe that being a part of this church or being a part of that church or being a part of this building, this ministry, you're going to be blessed. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's surrendering to the Lord and allowing God to become Lord of your life. When you do that, then and only then can you say, I'm being blessed of God. Because what we call blessing is because a few dollars get in your bank account or because a few dollars you have in your little savings or uh, 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 you give in the church and all that's good. But they, that ain't why God blessing you uh, in a mindset. Some of you have been praying for your children to be saved. You mean to tell me God would rather give you materialistic things than to give you your children converted and you crying out that God bless you in uh, him saving your mate, uh, your significant other husband, if you're a woman, and man, uh, uh, um, a wife, if you're a man, that God is would bless you in that area? Yes, when you cry out to God and you surrendering all. But when you're going in a form of godliness, do you understand what I'm saying? When you're going in a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What power? The power to be transformed. The power to know without a shadow of a doubt that you're working and walking in the scriptures. Yes, you're doing what the Bible has commissioned you to do. And once you begin to do that, then that will be a transformation that will cause you to grow up, that will cause you to be all that God has called you to be. I tell you what, I'm going to come back on this because we've got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. So guess what? I want you to uh, be prepared. Get your scripture. Write them down. If you don't agree, then uh, write them down and search the scripture and see what uh, you can be said. I'll be back 
in a couple of minutes. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagement, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord to be back at this time. Amen. We thank God for you, you, and especially you uh, joining us, amen, and hearing what thus says the Lord. Amen. I'm not here at the studio today, so after you done heard the broadcast, you write down this number, 404 293 7557. And uh, you can reach me if you got any question. Uh, you don't agree. Uh, you do agree. Amen. You uh, let us know. Amen. Uh, or uh, you can call us, but please wait till after the broadcast's over with and hear the conclusion of the matter before you make a a statement. Now, we was on Romans, before we left, on Romans, the uh, seventh chapter, I believe I was, and I um, I said uh, Romans, we was on, I was on John, but I was in Romans, but Romans, the, I'm sorry, I'm still saying, but John, the seventh chapter, and we'll see him, judge not according to appearance, but judge a righteous judgment. That's what we are concerned about, believers. A righteous judgment is what we are trying to get you to see. And why I'm trying to get you to see a righteous judgment? Because so many uh, saints are scared to say something. Oh, don't say that because if you say that, your words got power. No, no, no. Your words only have power that God give you, believers. If your word had power... If you're going through something, don't you know you were called? Well, I did do that. Oh, okay. Well, you go ahead and believe that you have power to change things. But I believe that when I read, I'm sorry, and I I, I, I told you about where the Bible talked about power in the life and death of the tongue, but I told you where that came from. That came from uh, in the book. Um, uh, Romans, when he says, listen, if you, not not only you, but whoever, confess he is faithful and just to forgive him. Now, listen, here's what the Bible says. 
in Roman, oh yeah, and he's able to forgive them, and he will do cleanse all unrighteousness. In other words, that's where your power of your tongue come in when you confess your sin, when you confess before God and ask the Lord to come into your life, forgive you for your sin, and you speak that thing. That's where the power come in at. If you have power in your tongue, a whole lot of things. If you think I'm joking, speak it now and see, won't it? Will, will it happen? Because the Bible teaches me there in uh, Romans, the eighth chapter, and around the 28th verse. For we know that all things work together for the good uh, to them that love God, to them who are the call according to who purpose? His purpose. How can it be your purpose? Because you ain't lining up with God. When you line up with God, then whatever's going forth in your life, then God, what? You're not lined up. That's what Roman tells you. You're lined up with God. So, because it's according to God's purpose, not my purpose. Because, see, my purpose changes every other day, or if not every day. Now, the Bible goes on to say this. Say, for whom he did foreknew. What? Whom God foreknew before the person even knew himself. God also did what? Predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. He knew way before you even thought about coming. I'm going to put certain things in their life, and they're going to confess. They're going to speak the word of God according to what the word of God has said. They're going to do it. Why are they going to do it? Because God has already predestinated them. And moreover, whom he did predestinate it, to them he also called. And then... And and whom he called, them he also justified. You see, what made me justified? God did it. I couldn't justify myself, believers. When we, see, we get caught up in doing, if I do what this denomination say, if I say what this denomination believe in. And uh, as, as we confess these things, we only confessing them because God, it's opening up your eyes. If your eyes never been open, brothers and sisters, you wouldn't even see it. You didn't see it 10 years ago. You didn't see it whatever. Why? Because God had not opened up your eyes. We got to quit believing that we can do anything but surrender to God and allow the power and the anointing of God. Wait a minute. Let me just go over a little bit before uh, uh, so you can see uh, in the ninth chapter, okay? Uh, in the ninth chapter, around the 18th verse, uh, therefore has he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he harden. You say, wait a minute, brother. Well, now you're telling me God will harden some people's heart? Yes, he will. When these people's rejecting truth, when truth don't mean anything to them, and you want to hold on to false doctrine, 
You want to hold on to something and God not let you know that what the scripture says is right. But you don't want that rightness. No, ma'am. No, sir. You know what you want? You want what you want. You want to do it your way and you want to uh, go for it. But then the Bible goes on to say, then what will I say unto me? Why does ye find fault? Who has resisted his will? So you mean to tell me you think you have power to speak to somebody to live or speak to somebody that something going to happen to them because they hurt you or because you didn't like what they was doing? No, sir. It doesn't work like that. Those are kids' games. Those are baby stuff. That's not, that's not God. We're dealing in an almighty God that's over the whole world, believers. Not just your little group. Not just your little salvation. Not just what you think, what you feel. No, man, we're dealing with a real God. We're dealing with a God that laid the foundation of the earth, that laid the foundation and put the sea in it, separated the water from the land. And on and on. That's who we're talking about. But you said, ah, it was the Lord. And then it said, Nay, O man, who art thou that rebel, uh, reply against God? Shall the thing form, listen at this, please listen at this, shall the thing form, shall the thing form say to him, that form it, why has thou made me thus? No, ma'am, no, sir. Let me tell you something. If I make a cup in, in pottery, uh, and once I make the cup a bowl, that bowl can't talk to me and say, why you made me? You should have made me a glass, or you should have made me this, or you should have made... No, no, no. The thing form is like... I want it to be. Here's the problem, believers. When God has formed you, we want to think we outsmart God, and we want to go in our own righteousness. That's what the Bible says, according to Romans, the first chapter. When we knew God, we glorified him not as God. Neither were we thankful, but we became vain in our own imagination. Believers, let me tell you something. When you become vain in your own imagination, you think you can call things. You think you can speak to this. And you think, yeah, I know the preachers done made it look good. And while they're running the Lord's this and talking about that and on the television, on the radio, oh, you call those things as though they not. Uh, wait a minute. If you could do that, believers, we wouldn't need a God because we could speak everything into existence. I know this is not popular. I know people say, well, brother, well, you know what they mean. No, I don't know what they mean. I'm going according to what the Bible says. And the Bible tells me to submit to the will and the plan of God. As I submit to the will of God, then God will lead and guide me in the direction the same as he led and guide others. Now, there are some things that the Bible speaks 
You can take that because he's speaking it unto you. Right. You are not speaking nothing into existence. If God told you to get a uh, brethren, get Mary Sue for a wife. Now, if you know that was the word of God that said Mary Sue is your wife, uh, Sally Ann is your wife, guess what? Then move there in it. But if it's not, then guess what? Then don't put it on God and say, that, that Lord, you told me to do this and you told me to do that. And, and lo and behold, it didn't happen. So guess what? You had the audacity to try to blame, put the blame on God. And really the blame was on you. I must say, Brother, brother Ware, yes, Brother Ware done said things that I knew. I just knew it had to be God. Because uh, God told me to speak it in the word. And he told me to claim it. And then I said, wait a minute, hold up, I'm claiming something that have I even say, is this the will of God? If this the will and the plan of God, why? Why I said that? Because God have mercy on whom he will and whoever he hardened, he hardened. See, a lot of folks, we don't look at people and don't see where they at in the scriptures. See, that's the key, knowing where they at in the scripture, but yet we don't be concerned about us walking in a righteous walk. But let me read this in the 18th century. Say, therefore, uh, have he mercy on whom he will. Have mercy, and, and whom he will, he hardened. Thou will save then unto me. Why does thou yet find fault? So, God, if you're going to have mercy on who you're going to have mercy and who you're going to bless, you're going to have that. And, and, and so, now, what are you saying, God? Uh, and he said, who art thou to resist the will, the resist God's will? Nay, O man, who art thou that repel against God? Shall the thing form uh, say to him? that form it, why has thou made me thus? Oh, we got to understand there are some things that we might not agree. It's because we don't have the understanding of why he made that or why he put that in your life. If he put somebody in your life and they really getting on your nerves, then guess what? It could be that that person was put in your life to make you pray, to make you seek God's face, to make you do this. And we weren't about getting out of our life. We weren't about, oh, God, oh, God, I don't need that person in my they getting on my last nerve, Lord. But wait a minute. Have you found out why that person is in your life? You see? And, and, and when you don't find, when you don't seek and ask for a will of God. See, the Bible says this, Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about with all great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and thus sin, which does easily 
beset us and let us run with patiently that, listen, that is set before you. Now, why he saying that? Because, see, on your journey, you focus on what the thing is and how come it's there and how come that is there. But the truth of the matter is you should be focusing on the most high. You should be focusing on Jesus Christ. Why? Because he got you in the position. And see, you're running around here talking about, you're going to speak this and you're going to speak that. No, you're not going to do that. But anyway, it goes on to say, say uh, that said, the race, let us run with patiently the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus the Christ. The, listen, the author and the finisher of our faith, whom uh, the joy that was set before you, him endured the cross. You see, if you could speak stuff, now Jesus could have spoke and could have had 10,000 angels. He could have not went to the cross, but he went to the cross because of you. Oh, brothers and sisters, if you just catch it, if you just know that you need to be in the rim, don't let people deceive you and say, oh, you're walking in the rim. You're doing that, and you can speak this, and you can speak that. See, people don't want you to go through. They don't want to go through, and they don't want somebody else to go through because, see, if I don't go through and I'm not willing to go through, then guess what? I'm going to get other people to believe. Oh, we ain't got to go through. Well, how I know is God that's directing me because the Scripture is not lying. The Scripture is going to say what he have said. Listen, uh, uh, you know what? He endured the cross despising the shame is set down now. He's set down uh, on the right hand of the uh, right hand of the throne of God. Consider him that endured such contradiction uh, of sinners against himself. Least ye be weary and faint in your mind. Only thing I'm saying, brothers and sisters, you must stand. You don't worry about what somebody done spoke, what somebody believed, what somebody thinking, and you can't change things except you in the will and the plan of God. You got to be following God's will, God's plan, and God might tell you what uh, speak to that situation, that speak to the mountain, because the Bible done told you if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be ye moved and cast into it. But we don't have that faith, because if we do, we wouldn't be putting up with peoples around us. You want to know how you is, look around you. How is it that I can be, Brother Ware can say he's a minister of righteousness, but the majority of the people around him is not saved and uh, are religious. And if those people are not saved and religious, then that ought to let Brother Ware know that he need to get it together. It must be something shortcoming. 
Yes, we love to look at ourselves as being righteous, but look at the fruit that we have around us, that these folks just doing anything, saying anything, and say, excuse me, excuse my French, and do this and do that, and then we are allowing it to happen, brothers and sisters. Not so. I'm sorry. Not so. We need to get in and act and call sin, sin. And when you get in the position to call sin, sin, then you can speak life and death. Because if you know it's sin, when there's not sin, when, when it's this and when it's that, then guess what? Now you know that you need to begin to speak certain things. But let me go on. It says, and ye have not resisted unto blood, scribing against sin. There it is, just what I just said. Uh, uh, that's when you need to be speaking something. That's neat, uh, when you need to be standing up. And it goes on to say, fifth verse, 12th chapter, Hebrews said, And ye have forgot the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise, oh, wait a minute now. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. You mean to tell me God chasing you and you're trying to speak something other out of existence? No, ma'am. No, sir. It doesn't work like that. I know that the popular thing to say, yes, it does. I don't have to go through nothing, but I'm sorry. And that's the problem. If you just turn back, you know, we often quote in the book of Hebrews. We love to talk about the faith of the people. We love to talk about how God did this and God did that and God raised the women baby and all this and and all this but the last uh five verses we don't never want to talk about that you know why because many were slain with the with the sword that's what the scriptures say many was living destitute didn't have they had to sleep in caves had to run and 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 wander in desert that's what it says. Don't take Brother Welly. Read the last five verses. And in, the, in reading the last five verses, these people died. Do you hear me? They died holding on to their faith that they was going to have a better life, believers. Quit going about and quit worrying about uh, back to what we was talking about, that uh, judge not according to appearance. We got to see God's will, God's plan. Don't judge according to what you seeing, uh, what, what it looked like. It might look like Brother Ware is so prosperous. It might look like Brother Ware is so down in the dump, but then you can minister to Brother Ware and calls Brother Ware said, Brother Ware, lift up your head if I'm down in the dump. You can say, Brother Ware, look, lift up the, uh, uh, your head. Remember, it looked like somebody else when, when Samuel goes down uh, 
to David's house and his daddy march all the the boys through and Samuel could not anoint them as king. Now, you know, they looked right. They had this and they had that. And uh, no doubt they was big and handsome and all that. But guess what? They wasn't the king to be. God had looked upon the heart of David. David didn't speak nothing into existence. David loved the Lord and blessed the Lord for keeping him. And he was just as proud of the sheep that he was keeping as he was in the children of Israel as he went forth. Listen, believers, the Bible said that he a lion came and he uh, stopped the lion from killing the sheep. A bear came. He stopped the bear. And he said, now, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, God, you did this for me with them animals, and them was animal against animal. Now, I know you can help me with the Philistine, oh, uncircumcised giant trying to come against the very anointing peoples that you had. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is what I'm trying to let you see. Let's get away from judging things according to its appearance, but judge a righteous judge. What is a righteous judgment? According to the word of God. See, if we judge a righteous judgment according to the word of God, then it's going to be different. It's going to be something that's going to be edifying, going to cause you to draw closer to the Lord, to be all that God have called you to be, not what Brother Ware think or believe. As Mary and Martha, a lot of us is doing what uh, 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 Martha was doing. We want to do what? A work, a work, a work, but nobody want to sit at Jesus' feet and just learn what they need to know. Oh, it's no longer, uh, it's no longer about what we want. It's all about what he wants. That's what it should be about, what he's called, how he's called. And and in uh, I was trying to find out while I was talking. Um, I'm thinking it's in, uh, uh, oh, man, uh, I, I want to say Luke, the 10th chapter, that's where it's at. Luke, the 10th chapter, and, and around the 38th verse, uh, something like that, yeah. And it said, now it come to pass that when they enter into a certain place of the village, and a certain woman named Martha received him unto her house, and... She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet of Jesus. Listen, some of us need to get to the feet of Jesus and begin to go back and do that which you would have. Don't be like Martha. Yeah, Martha is a, was a good host. Martha said a lot of good things and did a lot of good things. Sometimes Martha even willing to give a meal. And I know we're coming into the uh, holiday time. Everybody want to give a meal. But sometimes it's more than giving a meal. It's, it's that you having the right mindset, the right heart set, so that you can know the will of God in your life. 
When you don't know the will and the plan of God, brothers and sisters, we losing out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord. I ask you to bless those, Lord, that are confused about your word, God, that they are having understanding, that they are be that which you would have them to be. And, Father, I ask you to anoint those that just don't know any better, God, that they can stand and seek out your will, your way in their lives. We thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. We thank God for you. We would love to hear from some of you. Amen. Sit down and write us. Amen. And 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 if you're not willing to write, visit our website. It's brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. And also, every Saturday from 12 to uh, 1, we also have a teaching uh, uh, called Walking in the Way of Righteousness on uh, Facebook. So we would appreciate if you tune in and become a part of that. Amen. So we are looking forward to hearing from you. Again, the number is 404-293-7557. I'm not giving the number to debate and try to prove to somebody that Brother Ware is right and you wrong or you right uh, and, and Brother Ware is wrong or whatever. No, 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 no. I'm saying to that one that want to walk in righteousness and fulfill the word of God, not according to denomination, but according to the word of God, that they'll be willing to seek out God's will, God's way, and be all that God have called them to be. We're looking forward from hearing from you. Listen, Brother Ware is uh, saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina. 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E A S L E Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for real.